What happens when you look at creativity through the lens of therapy and vice versa? You have creativity in an ever-changing world with Dr. Judy Bloom and Richard Skipper. In every episode, they come together with amazing artists who prove that with just a little ingenuity, we are all creative beings and that the gifts lie within despite the challenges of the outside world. And now, here are Dr. Judy Bloom and Richard Skipper. Happy Thursday, Judy. And to you too, Richard. How are you? I'm doing great. And as you can see, my little homage to Ukraine and paper airplanes in the background. <laughs> called National Paper Airplane Day. Uh, do you ever play with paper airplanes? Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but we have to find something to keep us amused. I mean, it has been such a tough week. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. It has been a tough week. and But I want, you know, to say that thank God for music. And uh, thank God for Jeff Harner. Thank God for Sondheim and thank God for his entire team uh, who we're going to be celebrating today. He has an amazing new CD out, which we're going to be celebrating today. And uh, you and I both have had the pleasure. It's not even it is not. A, it's not out. Uh, it's I don't it's not on any streaming devices. But you and I, thanks to the uh, generosity of Jeff, we were able to hear it today. And uh, I want to ask you, what are your thoughts? I, I was astounded, actually. I mean, it's, he, is, he has such a gorgeous voice. Oh, my yeah. God. Just beautiful. And so many, such a, you know, a, a, a lyrical range in terms of what he can do. It, it's just really wonderful. Absolutely. And I cannot yeah. wait, you know, to hear all about, I mean, the process of how you choose. Mm -hmm. Because, first of all, I love hearing these songs uh, that we know so well. And hearing them through a different vision of being lens, presented, yes. mm -hmm. and uh, but true to Sondheim's, you know, intent with each song, and it's just so incredible. We're going to get a give a little sneak preview of everything in a moment, uh, but I've got my uh, random question that I'm going to begin with today, and the question with, which I haven't looked at is: no, Have you been told <laughs> that you look like someone famous? And if so, who is it? Yeah, I, I I get told I look like someone famous, you know, fairly regularly, actually. But and people are never quite sure who it is, which is the. <laughs> <laughs> but you haven't been told that you look like me yet. Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. I get told a lot that I look like Rex Reed. Oh, and I get mistaken yeah. a lot in New York City for Rex Reed. I have people who come up to me. They, I mean, the good news is that no one has ever thrown anything in my face or anything like that. So it's always been very, very positive. Uh, but uh, that's the good news. But let's get right to this incredible CD. I've got a little sneak preview. And then we will see Jeff Harner on the other side. Everyone, you are in for a treat. Here it is. And I just love this so much. Here he is. Careful the things you say, children will listen. Careful the things you do, children will see and learn. Everybody says don't, everybody says don't, everybody says don't get out of line. When they say that then, buddy, that's a sign. Nine times out of ten. You are doing just fine Loving you is why I do the things I do Loving you is not in my control But loving you I have a goal for what's left of my life I will live and I would die. Pardon me, is everybody there? Because if everybody's there, I want to thank you all for coming to the wedding. I'd appreciate you going even more. I mean, you must have lots of better things to do and not a word of it to Paul. 
Remember, Paul, you know the man I'm going to marry, but I'm not because I wouldn't ruin anyone as wonderful as he is. But I thank you all for the gifts and the flowers. Thank you all. Now it's back to the showers. Don't tell Paul, but I'm not getting married today. Get to shop in London town. A fancy clients and good renown. What if none of their souls were saved? They went to their maker impeccably shaped by Sweeney, by Sweeney Todd. I dim the lights and think about you. Spend sleepless nights to think about you. You said you loved me. Or were you just... Being kind. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, I'll drink to that. <laughs> My Mac mug. <laughs> yes, I'll drink to that. And first of all, uh, I love the title, I Know Things Now. Let's start there. Uh, first of all, Jeff, welcome to the show. Uh, I think that you and uh, Judy, Dr. Judy Bloom, are meeting for the first time here. We are. Yes. But it's, a, it's a pleasure. I'm a fan and a follower. So <laughs> Jeff, Jeff reached out to me, was it three months ago? And I thought that this would be the perfect place to do this. And then as we started talking to bring the entire team together to celebrate all of you and the collaborative process, uh, creativity in an ever-changing world. And boy, is this world ever-changing every day as we're learning this week. So music is truly a healing process. And I wanna tell you, I've cried a lot over the last couple of days. And today I've cried for different reasons because, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, uh, but I'm going to put you on the spot. Uh, you truly are one of my favorite entertainers in this genre. And anytime I hear you sing, uh, you just fill my soul uh, with so much. And to hear you sing these songs that I love so much and hearing these songs for me, and I'm going to digress for just a moment. Years ago, uh, I heard um, a version of The Last Time I Saw Paris. And when I heard those lyrics that particular night, I heard the lyrics for the first time. And listening to these lyrics today, as many times as I've heard them, it was almost as if I was hearing them for the first time. And I don't know if it's because of the times that we're in, or where we're going, and I know um, what your mission and goal was with this CD and this show, perhaps I am hearing the songs for the first time. And so let's start with your title, I Know Things Now. So what is it that you know now that the timing is right for this CD at this time in your life? Well, I'm 62. So 17 years ago was my last album, and that was called Dancing in the Dark. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just say that 17 years later, I have a little bit firmer foothold on, uh, on, on what's happening in my life and choices that I've made. And this album is uh, something that I couldn't have performed in the way I'm performing it at any other point in my life. So it is, it is life experiences. Um, that I'm looking back on and processing through using the gift of Stephen Sondheim's uh, remarkably specific, um, uh, seemingly tailor-made to me as how they feel. Um, but that's the vocabulary. And uh, yeah, and I, you know, I'll, I'll just go a little bit further and say um, this whole project began eight years ago when KT Sullivan asked me to sing Sondheim with her. I was in my 50s and I had never really touched his music other than singing an occasional song because I thought the music belonged to the Broadway voices that introduced it. And there's just a, a vocal dexterity and, you know, innate terror that I had about this music. But KT not only gave me the courage to sing Sondheim with her, but when I said to her, I love you, KT, but I'm not in love with you, I would like to sing songs that are true to my own sexuality and that would then open up songs that were actually introduced by women on stage. 
um, where I wouldn't need to change the pronouns. And she embraced that along with me. So not only has Stephen Sondheim given me this incredible language to express my inner life in these past eight years, but he has allowed me to come out on stage. Not that it was any secret. <laughs> you know, Ma, that man's a homosexual. Um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, the truth of the matter is that your private life, uh, I, I've known you a long time. You and I are the same age, uh, give or take a few months. Uh, but I never knew much about your private life, and I still don't know a lot about your private life. I have the pleasure of having you on this uh, on my show uh, about a year ago, and I learned so much about you that I didn't know because you've kept your private life very separate from your professional life, uh, as at least to me you have. Uh, so uh, it, it's very interesting that you at that point decided to go that route. Was it an epiphany moment for you at that time that you decided to go in that dire direction? I'm not sure which direction you mean, but uh, to be uh, openly uh, to be oh, open, open about on your stage sexuality, uh, on your, about uh, your sexuality at that time. You know, as we spoke about it like a year ago, I I got sober 11 years ago, and the the. the you know, it's just if I'm not going to be authentic in my life, I'm not going to show up in my life as who I am. Now, when am I? So for the past 11 years, I've been on a very different journey <clears throat> than the years that preceded it. And um, so creative, creatively, when Katie came to me with the idea of singing Sondheim, it just, the time seemed so right because there really is no lyricist that I'm in touch with as a performer that does quite what he does in so many um in so many colors of the human rainbow, uh, emotional rainbow, that, you know, as solo artists, we want as much humor as possible, as much wit as possible, and as much wisdom as possible. And he really just delivers that um, in abundance. And, and it was really quite exciting to allow myself into this whole additional catalog of his that was off limits before, but now with, um, you know, embracing my pronouns, um, they're all, they're all fair game. So we, I, I've had a very fulfilling time. And the interesting thing also of, about this show that Sandra Lee directed is that I say one line of my own virtually, I say uh, the words and music are Stephen Sondheim, but the story is mine. And from that moment on, every lyric, the only thing out of my mouth are lyrics, whether they're spoken or sung, but they're his words. And yet this is a show that is more personal than any that I've ever done before. So that's pretty remarkable that, that someone else's words could actually be uh, telling my stories so vividly and specifically. So that's been the joy of it for me. It's just, it's just been a joy. Anything that you want to say, Judy? Yeah, it's, it's wonderful that that it resonated with you in such a deep, you know, really profound way, and that you saw yourself reflected in in as you said in the words that were traditionally sung by a female performer, um, but that you could put yourself in those shoes and see, see through see through that lens. In essence, um, I think that's really remarkable. That's truly creative to be able to do that. It, 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 I, I'm very lucky in working with Sandra Lee and John Weber to be working in improv. You always want to be working with yes and people, right. people who say yes and let's do this. And KT, Sandra, and John are are like that. To create with them is to be with people who are just like, oh, I love that. Let's even try that. Yeah. And that's just a wonderful space to be in. Very, very delicious. That's great. We're going to get to them in just a moment. Uh, I want to talk about, first of all, uh, the CD is dropping, as they used to say in the music industry, uh, on uh, the 17th. Uh, you will be in Palm Springs at that time. Uh, and But before that, you are going to be opening at uh, the Laurie Beachman. Get your tickets now for three consecutive Wednesdays. Uh, so get your tickets now. Uh, I'm going to be at one of those Wednesday nights. So uh, get tickets to all three to see which night I will be there, folks. So, <laughs> so um, 
I each week, uh, each day, I choose a word, and one word that I chose for today, and I'm going to give away uh, a CD when it drops uh, in a few weeks. So you're going to have to wait a few weeks, folks. But it's going to be my gift to a lucky winner today. And the word that I chose is self-discipline, uh, because that is a word that I think of when I think of you. And what does self-discipline mean to you, both in your career? and in your personal life, and how do you balance the two? Well, one of the things I really, uh, in these past 11 years of my life, I'm very aware of is I need structure. So I am, uh, I have structure. I even heard Liza Minnelli say once that it, someone was asking her, how can she be so spontaneous on stage? And she said, oh no, it's incredibly structured. I know how to get from A to B to C to D. She said, but once I know that, I can free fall in between. So I have, I have a lot of structure in my life that I love. Um, it's, uh, it's sort of like a loose garment that I love. Um, but yes, in, in a performing profession such as cabaret, nightclub singing, you have to be a self-starter. So the self is, you have to be self-contained, you have to be <laughs> hopefully self-evolved, um, but self-discipline is, is important. Um, well, speaking of self-starters, uh, let's bring KT on, uh, and let, because you and KT, uh, it started uh, with the two of you many years ago. Hello, KT. It's good Hi, to Jeff. see you again. And uh, so, uh, uh, are we drinking out of the same mug? No, well, no I well, Ann Kittredge is on mine. Do you have Ann Kittredge? Okay, and Kittredge is performing tonight, so in yes. honor of her. Well, I don't think she's on. Uh, she's not on okay. this one, uh, okay. but uh, I'm, my other uh, Rice, who was in the original Jeff Queen Rogers. Todd, is on this one. There's Dawn. So. You see Dawn? Jeff, yes. people that yes. uh, yes. I think you direct. She okay, there we go. I did direct Dawn in two and shows, and she's getting married on Sunday. Oh, she's so beautiful. Getting married today. Another Sondheim song. <laughs> So that's wonderful. Congratulations to, and she's been on the show as well. So, uh, so Katie, you reached out to Jeff to join you on the Sondheim show. Well, we had done, we've done many shows together and I knew that was the one. And that's the one I really could be challenged by. I needed to be challenged at the time and that's the one I wanted to do. So I'm glad that Jeff said yes. And, and when he mentioned the pronouns, I, I'd always wanted to sing Joanna. <laughs> I got to. And I got to sing Waiting Around for the Girls Upstairs and uh, those kind of things I'd always wanted to do. So that opened up a new world for me, and I love it. In fact, uh, I'm going to be hosting something on January, uh, June 20th for the LGBT community at the National Arts Club. So I'll be singing those songs, Jeff. And another show that Jeff and I did together was uh, Sheldon Harnick uh, and Charles Strauss. So I'll be singing If I Were a Rich Man, which I love doing. But, but the, your idea, Jeff, is what made me go in that direction. I'm having the best time. So what, like, let's talk about collaboration, because that's very, very important in terms of, uh, and of course you do uh, one of the tracks with Jeff on uh, the CD. Should we tell them what it is or do they have to get the CD to find out? Should we save it, Jeff? No, it's title, not a secret. The title, <laughs> it was uh, pretty astounding. It, it was it was one of my favorite um, Sandrali directions. I think I think the directions of that piece, when you see it live, it was just an incredible thing. We were able to hopefully create recreate that on just a sound recording. But Sandra was brilliant, and um, and I loved doing it with Jeff. And I'm glad he chose that one to be on the album. And it is absolutely it's sublime. It's a beautiful, beautiful recording. And I mean, going into a recording studio and singing these songs. Very different, of course, than singing in front of an audience. How, and speaking of self-discipline, what's different for each of you when you go into a recording studio to record these songs? You obviously want to get grab the same feel that you have when you're in front of an audience. Where, what do you tap into? I, I remember. Don't you, don't, you, don't you, Jeff, recall being on stage when you were recording? I, I recall that, that Sandra Lee direction while we were recording it, didn't you? Yes, it's, it's the, exactly what Sandra said to us that morning that we recorded it. She said, mm -hmm. remember what you're doing on stage. Mm -hmm. Remember. And and yeah. KT and I were basically nose to nose on stage performing and in the studio recording yeah. that. 
So it, it was pretty easy to evoke that. She can't hear you. Uh, so uh, I, I know she can't hear anything that we're saying right now. Oh, then we what, should bring her uh, in. What, uh, what makes Sandra Lee a brilliant director? I know what makes her a brilliant human being, but what makes her a brilliant director? Well, I'll, I'll go first. She's a genius, is, is first of all, the, the short answer. Uh, there are, KT is a genius, John Weber is a genius, and Bart Nagal, who you're going to meet as our- There's Sandra um, the genius. There she Hi, is. There's Sandra the genius. Um, and, and also Tommy Craster, who uh, is the head of the creator of um, PS Classics. The, 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 one of the best self-disciplined choices you can make is surround yourself with the best so because they will carry you and lift you up and that was that was sandra but i will just say it as simple as i can what sandra's mantra to me is tell the truth state the facts get rid of everything else just tell the truth state the facts and sondheim's lyrics are just life truths they are facts and if i just show up and hit my marks and and trust that his lyrics are enough. There's really not more acting I need to do than that. I mean, it, it really is, she, she's really good. And, and uh, she's helped a lot of Academy Award winners win their Oscars. She's done 70 films where she's the one who takes the director's direction and translates it for the actors so they can understand what the director is saying. And she has helped several people win Oscars with her, uh, she's an actor whisperer. Absolutely. <laughs> I hope she'll be able to find her way back on. Uh, hopefully she'll get back here. But one of the things that I remember reading, and I may be paraphrasing, but Sondheim is such a wordsmith that no words are ever wasted on him. And he is very meticulous with the words. So it's very important that those words, each word has a meaning and so when you are working on on putting the, the, the storyline together and the through line, did you have an idea going in, Jeff, of what those songs were going to be? Or did you basically, how much did Sandra bring to the table in terms of these are the songs? Uh, here she's back. So I don't know how I got that. I remember that, but I think I fainted for so much flattery because, you know, the, the most thing I must say is that there are very few people who are equipped to take direction or, and, and that's why I love working with KT and why I love Jeff. And that is they listen and it's scary to go where they have to go but they're willing to go there. And I find that's not particularly an, a, a predominant thing that exists in the world of cabaret. They're far beyond the word cabaret. It's a good word though. As my husband Steve Downey used to say, it's great to have a word. We have a word. And let's, 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 right. All right. let's take care of it, we have it. Yeah, but you know, you, uh, what's interesting about both of you and why I love working with you is that you have a thing called courage, not just wonderful voices and uh, not access to some of the great writers, but who you are and you're willing to expose that. And that's, that's worth working with. That's theater, you know, is. Well, you know, I will say from a spectator's point of view that when I go to see either a Jeff Harner show or a KT Sullivan show or them together or with the many collaborators that I've seen the both of you with, it seems as if every single, there's no wasted moments on the stage that, uh, and whatever the process is that it takes to get you there, uh, has been well worth whatever that process is. And I'm just wondering if there's ever been, in either one of you decide who goes first, uh, those moments that were brilliant ideas up here or on paper, uh, but after a few tries, you just went, well, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. Has that ever happened with either of you? Sure. I, I, I remember it happening. And, and it, it happened. when you take chances, that will happen. Sometimes it don't work. 
but but you're glad you took them. You've learned from them. So uh, hopefully Sandra is going to be back. <laughs> I, I hope she keeps coming and going. She's going to pop in and out. <laughs> you know, for those of you who uh, don't know, Sandra Lee was, uh, you know, Tiger Lily in Peter Pan mm -hmm. with Mary Martin. And of course, we know they come and go quickly. Uh, she's coming back. Here she is again. <laughs> I know. I keep coming and going. I have no reason why. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to also mention that there's another element, and that's the musical direction. And you guys have one of the best in the business, and that, of course, is John Weber. I have had the pleasure of uh, sharing stages with this man, and truly one of the best in the business. Uh, it's like working uh, sometimes on a trampoline because he is always there no matter what happens. And in my shows, anything could and would happen because I was always bouncing off of the audience, but Sean was always there to catch me no matter what. So John, it's such a thrill to have you here. Thank you, Richard. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. It helps that John has perfect pitch. So if you wanted another key, he'll go with you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there she goes again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was Tiger Lily, not uh, Tinkerbell. Yeah. That's right. But today she's 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 Tinkerbell. Do you believe uh, in Tiger Lily? Yes. 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 <laughs> if you believe in <laughs> So uh John, I mean, your entree into the world of cabaret, do you remember how you met either KT or Jeff? exactly how i met both i can remember i met kt first we were at irvin drake's no i saw kt before i met her i knew who she was and she was on a short list that was given to me by herb strauss he said these are important people to know in new york city top name on the list was kt sullivan then there was barry levitt and it went from there and we met at a party at irvin drake's house out in Great Neck, we were. I was playing piano, and I could hear this voice in the next one. This beautiful voice. It all begins there, and I thought, "Wow, who's? What's? You know, I'm going to play in F sharp and see if she can sing that." She knew every verse, every word, everything I I played. She could sing, and she came in. And we we had this conversation. Who? Are, how do I know you? Is almost like this previous life or something? It's just a magical. The, the encounter and she said what are you doing next week i have a gig in west orange and we ended up playing a show together hey sandra, Hi, sandra. hello i'm back again i don't know how i keep entering and leaving but i love you all night well, i love you too sandra <laughs> well you're worth coming and going for sandra and i met jeff i met jeff through katie sullivan again because it was at the the dutch tree club of which katie was president for seven years first first Glass ceiling breaker, first woman president of that club's illustrious history. And Jeff was singing, and I heard him. I thought he was a superstar. It just there was grace in every single note he sang. And I thought, that, well, I'd love to play for him sometime. And lo and behold, as miracles would have it, I wound up playing for both. In 2014, when we did the first of three Sondheim shows, which wound up on PBS and all over the country, performing arts centers all over the country. Uh, and I want to talk about the process that goes on in, uh, let's start in the rehearsal studio. Uh, again, with there's so much to choose from. And Jeff, you're telling your story, you know, through this music. How does it all come together in this perfect alchemy? I want to use that word. Well, it started for me with lyrics. It always starts with lyrics, and I took the Sondheim songs uh, and and threaded together together uh, narratives that made sense to me. Sometimes cutting together four or five songs in order to have the shape of of an event or an episode that I wanted to capture. Then I take that to John, and I tell John this is kind of the texture that I'm feeling. This is the mood, the place, the time. And uh, John, it's like stepping up to a white canvas. You know, he just starts chords and uh, says, oh, and let's try this. And uh, makes he makes these outlines that I come up with come to life. And then Sandra 
leaves. <laughs> she leaves the room. shoes. <laughs> but actually, all of that happens before Sandra comes in, and then Sandra helps put the pieces. Yes. Uh, she helps with the dramaturgy of it all. But you know what? What what makes it work is that for, for both of you is that you're willing to be so vulnerable when you sing. You know, so, so that's what that's what makes the difference between just being a singer and a performer. And, you know, that, that's really evident just, you know, watching you sing, but also mm -hmm. listening to you sing. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So John, John has a very remarkable chemistry when you're working with him. He, he really does. There's just something very affirming. Everything is positive. Everything is possible. And mm -hmm. any key, any, you know, it's, it's just, it's quite lovely. Sandra, on the other hand, it's not like that. Sandra is very, no. <laughs> <laughs> less, 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 no, cut it right. out, cut it out. The audience is so much smarter than this. No, you're, this is endless. This is endless. I thought it would never shut up. Um, <laughs> but she's right. And, and she's right. She's absolutely right. Not only that, he's really a good sport about it, and he does listen and he does try, which is just wonderful. I, I mean, the thing that I love about Sandra is, I mean, the many conversations that we have is Sandra says it like it is. She doesn't hold back. She and says exactly a, what's on her mind. And she's a phony detector. Yeah. Immediately knows it's phony. No, no, it's, it's not real. That's right. No. That's right. Immediately. And... And as the album is coming together, you bring Bart Miguel into the picture. And how did Bart Miguel come into the picture? And then we're going to bring him on. And again, well, he can't hear anything you're saying in the wings. I just will say this. You're going to meet um, our executive producer, Ron Thomas, who made this whole thing happen, uh, you know, through his own generosity. But when, when he came to me and said he envisioned this album, the first thing I said is I envision it not with just piano, not live, but in a studio with an orchestra. And the second thing I envision is that Tommy Crasker and PS Classics will produce it. And I would love to pat myself on the back and say, well, I'm so, I was so smart because of their connection with Sondheim, but I didn't realize that all of the last cast albums of Stephen Sondheim's storied career were released produced by Tommy Krasker on PS Classics and wow. Stephen Sondheim's two solo albums are PS Classics. Mm -hmm. So when Tommy very casually said, do you have a, a producer you'd like to work with or would you like to work with mine, Bart McGall? I said, well, let's go with yours. <laughs> Not realizing, I mean, I've just never had an experience in a recording studio like the experience with Bart McGall. He's such a musician first and foremost he reads complete scores. He knows exactly what measures and bars. There are mistakes and things that can be better. He Ears. came to rehearsals to, I mean, it, it just, uh, I, I just ca call it a Rolls Royce experience was the whole, the whole thing. But that, that's, that's how Bart came onto the project is through Tommy. And Tommy came onto the project because of Ron. And Ron came to me with this um, idea that he had that there could be an album. And Ron hadn't even seen the show yet. He just thought it could be an album. So well, that's what we artists and creativity during COVID need. <laughs> people and like, at what point did Sandra come into the room? Oh no, Sandra was there already there. Okay. Sandra's been in there I'm since joking, 2000, uh, 2014. But now she's here. She's here oh, again. I don't know, I kept coming and going. that penthouse, that penthouse doesn't want to be here. So, uh, so Ron, the concept of this album, it was your idea to do the album. Am I correct? Yes, I, I saw Jeff for the first time going all the way back to December 6, 2017. And I, he walked on stage and, and I had gone to the show to see Katie Sullivan do Sondheim and she was performing it with this guy I never heard of. And he walks on the stage and I'm thinking, why have I never heard of him? Uh, obviously my fault, not, not his, but definitely something that I wanted to have happen is more uh, of Jeff around on disc so that it's preserved so that people like me can 
here what he does. Here is artistry. And there were only four albums out there of his. And I thought we, we need to have another one. And doing Sondheim, what could be better than that? Um, I actually went, when I uh, proposed this to him in 2000, well, I was going to propose, you know, like all the pandemic stories, I went to hear, I, I was planning to see his show in March of 2020. Uh, and then it was postponed a few more times. And finally, in April of 2021, I finally said, let's fight the bullet. And uh, also, I had wanted to do um, a studio album with orchestra as well. And so I proposed it to him specifically because I thought during the pandemic, uh, artists, musicians would be able to get some additional work there. And, and so that's why I decided not to wait until I had seen the show. And I emailed um, Jeff and said, do you think this would translate well in, onto a CD? Um, and well, of course, you've heard the, <laughs> the results. It obviously did. Yeah. And uh, Varda, how did you get involved in this process? I mean, who, where, who called you uh, into this? So yeah, basically, Tommy Krasko called me. Who's you know, I, mean, I have engineered for Tommy for years, and then later on started producing for Tommy when he kind of bowed out of that role after a while. And and he's my mentor and has been my mentor for, you know, two decades. Um, and, and I'm so glad that when Tommy and Jeff spoke, um, Jeff said, yeah, just, uh, I'd love to go with your guy. Um, I, mean, I, was, I love this. I was so thrilled to be uh, a part of this. And, and Tommy happy. didn't even mention the 13 Grammy nominations. <laughs> um, you know. It's all about ball. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was such a pleasure uh, to to be a part of this project, and, and I, I thought I was the right guy for the job, even though, you know, um, Jeff didn't specifically seek me out because with Tommy Krasker, who owns and runs PS Classics, um, I have worked with Stephen Sondheim on multiple mm -hmm. cast albums, and I, I've 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 known the songs for a while, and and. and recorded them it, more than once, several of them. Um, and so it was great to work on this project for that reason. And not only uh, to bring something to the project, because I thought I could, but also to hear what Jeff masterfully did with all these songs. Um, I mean, the, you know, he, he turned something that was so amazing to begin with uh, and, and just put such a, a glorious spin on it. Um, I really can't wait for everybody to hear it. Oh, it is so incredible. I mean, it, it, it's just unbelievable. Uh, no, I, yeah, I, I, I mean it. I mean it. The ambulance is coming to take me away. <laughs> no, it's it's just incredible. Um, Jeff, I mean, hearing these orchestrations, and it's so unusual now to hear. Uh, orchestrations first of all this like this john great work uh to hear these types of orchestrations in today's world i was watching uh, something the other night with stephen Eadie, and they had this huge symphony orchestra behind them and i thought how unfortunate that we don't see a lot of this anymore and here you are in this studio with how many musicians are on this 20. album 20. 20, 21 if you count Bart, because Bart has a cameo. <laughs> uh, a cameo? Uh, what? Uh, which one are you on, Bart? And, and, and I'm playing guitar. I think it was this one right here on okay. uh, on one of the tracks. On, on Losing My Mind. Yeah, so that was my little beautiful. So, Jeff, did you, in, in your wildest imagination with this project, ever imagine that it would get to this point? No. No, not at all. I, I um, So just to jump back in the story a little bit, because of the constellation of KT and Sandra and John um, and the, the gift of Stephen Holden, who was writing for the New York Times at, the, at that time, acknowledging what we were doing, Stephen Sondheim came to see the show back in 2014. And he 
said to John afterwards, I loved the changes. I wish there were more. And I think John has really taken that to heart with these orchestrations. They are a kind of jazz thing that I could never have imagined. It's different than a Broadway show. It's not like a Broadway cast album. It, it may be a little bit like City of Angels, but it's it's uh, Stephen Holden calls them naughty jazz arrangements. They're just really delicious. And I, I did not imagine that at all. And I John kept wanting to sit down and say, what do you hear here and what do you hear there? And this, I was like, you know, I'm really not a good, good help because I think it's all in your head at this point. And... He, I think he really delivered beautifully for us. Mm -hmm. It all—it almost feels, I know this is going to sound woo-woo, uh, but it almost feels like Sondheim has tapped you on the shoulder with a scepter saying, take this and run with it. Uh, because, I mean, just today alone, uh, I got a press release, Into the Woods, it's been announced, it's going to Broadway. Isn't that wonderful? Um, Carolee Carmelo is going to be doing uh, Sweeney Todd, uh, in a major production down in Florida. This CD is now hitting, you know, and of course, we just recently lost Sondheim, although we will never leave Sondheim, uh, lose him. Uh, I was lucky enough the other night uh, to go to Broadway Backwards. Uh, we missed you, KT. Yes. Uh, KT normally Pat is. Yes, I know, I know. Uh, that's on the horizon for me as well. Uh, but. Uh, we, uh, but Joanna was sung uh, beautifully by Lena Hall the other night, uh, very differently from what you do with it. Uh, but, uh, and then Lynn Cario uh, sang the most beautiful arrangement of Sin in the Clowns. Just, it was so simplistic and so beautiful. And just, I was a puddle when he finished. And these songs are so incredible that it's just like the timing of this seems just so right right now. Uh, so are, is there a tour being planned with all of this? Well, I think you've been touring around, haven't you? Jeff, you were in LA, you were in Chicago, right? You in Chicago? We've done it in LA, Chicago, St. Louis, um, London. twice in London. Um, but have we'll you been see, able to then, but have you been able to do it with a full symphony orchestra? Oh, no, no. But I, I will tell you what's different at the, will be different at the Lori Beachman Theater is that we'll have a trio with us. We did not, when we debuted the show at 54 Below, yeah. uh, we, it was just John and myself on stage, but we will have a trio. Um, what a difference it made added, adding Steve Doyle and Ray Marchico on wow. bass and drums. Um, so I'm very excited to perform with the trio. Uh, when Bart first sent us just the the rough mixes with just the trio, I was like, well, this is already more than I expected. But uh, I'm glad we added the rest. So, I, you know, I'm an, I'm looking at the bigger picture because I'm seeing this vision of going I love the there. way you're thinking. No, I love it. But I'm seeing, this, I'm seeing this being produced, I mean, performed around the country with symphony orchestras. I mean, do you see that happening? Uh uh, Mr. Uh, Produ hey, Mr. Producer, I'm talking to you, sir. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. It, it, it'd, be a, it'd be a dream come true. I, I, there, there's a lot of uh, monetary issues to handle. Yes, and, and logistically, it would, yeah, it, it, it would be quite an undertaking. So I have I have a symphony orchestra concert, two acts with Shauna Hicks. The, you know, it's our Mickey Rooney, Judy Garland. We've done it with like nine symphony orchestras. And that was like building a house together to um, that investment. And also symphony orchestras don't have saxophones. So we'd be in a lot of trouble because <laughs> we, we have these wonderful Barry Saxes on the album that are. Well, I need to talk with Shauna. It's Judy. But I, I love the way you're thinking. It would, it would be a wonderful concert. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Were there special challenges in producing this album because of COVID? Um, what, what kinds of challenges did that present for you? Well, you know, the day prior to the session where you have a whole bunch of people coming in, you're just hoping that nobody's going to call in sick and, and call you and say, I have COVID, I can't come in. Um, I mean, that's this session, because it was done during COVID, and a few other ones that I've done during COVID are just so um, anxiety-inducing for that reason. 
because that's always a possibility and that's something that can just completely break a session if, if a major component someone who's a major component in the session if if they get COVID and can't show up it's you know it's a big deal um so that that would probably be it and then of course studios have their own COVID rules that you have to follow and musicians need to be you know taken care of a little more as far as spacing them out uh booking a slightly larger studio that you may otherwise have done uh, just so everybody's uh, sort of is is uh, covid safe um yeah so it's a little different nowadays and i noticed some of the musicians have masks on others didn't that's also that's exactly right. Yeah, the, the string players would wear masks, and and they always do. They always do exactly. But uh, of course, uh, you know, wind players, brass players, they can't wear masks. Yes. They don't. Uh, but we we were in a, a fairly large studio where everybody wasn't crammed together, so it felt a little safer. And of course, everybody tested before sessions. Um, yeah, so then there's that. So as we do our wind down, uh, I have uh, some uh, questions that uh, just a, for f a little fun. Uh, this is just a little wind down. And I want to remind everybody again, uh, the, word, uh, the phrase of the day is self-discipline. Uh, and I want to remind everybody once again, uh, if you uh, respond with that phrase, uh, you will, will possibly win uh, a uh, copy of the CD. Uh, it's not out yet. It will not be available until after the 17th, uh, but it will be my gift to a lucky winner today. Um, and I want to begin with you. And these are just questions because it's all about uh, creativity uh, during an ever-changing world. And I want to ask you, first of all, Jeff, uh, did your self-confidence ever waver during this whole process mm -hmm. from beginning of this CD until now? And if so, what got you through that? Wow, what an interesting question. I have felt so buoyed and carried in this project um, that, uh, and I, I, I was going to say when Bart was talking about his, um, his career of albums with Mr. Sondheim actually sitting in the booth with him um, and Chesney the dog at it, <laughs> um, nearby, um, that it was so comforting to have an engineer who could say, I really think Mr. Sondheim would be pleased with that. And actually it carried weight <laughs> because, you know, I mean, <laughs> when there were things we were wrestling with, Bart was, you know, very even keeled about it. And he would say, this is something I think could be better. Or this is something I, I, I know, I know Mr. Sondheim would like, would be pleased. So I, I, I can't really say that my self-confidence ever wavered because it, it hasn't really been about that. It's just been joyful. I, I just will never forget, Sandra's not here at the moment, but you know, when she walked into the power station where we recorded this, the first thing out of her mouth was, usually we're in a toilet. This is fantastic. <laughs> oh, God bless <laughs> I mean, her. Everything about this experience has been that. It's just been like, this is so lovely. The musicians that came on board, the studio we were in, the process, um, Bart coming to our our, um, our early musician rehearsals and having ideas. The drum, KT, that's during our duet, that was Bart's idea. That oh. We were just trying to figure out what could we do that would make this song different. And, and Bart was like, well, how about the... So it, it just has felt like a constellation of support, uh, of which I am just one of, you know? And, and I, so it hasn't ever really felt... Maybe now that, that it's opening up to people judging it, um, my self confidence might waver. <laughs> but, I don't think that's but, it's, but we've been in a wonderful I think it's going to continue to soar. Um, Ron, my question for you is what is the most satisfying thing that has happened for you that has come out of this whole project? Well, the generosity of everybody involved um the executive producer basically gets gets us started and then everybody else does all of the creative work you know you were talking about genius and 
all these geniuses. And they could have just, you know, taken the money and said, thank you very much. Your job is done here. And they, they took me in, you know, which was really lovely of them. And I really appreciated that. And um, they let me go through the entire process and to be able to watch this, to have the privilege of hearing it with the, the bass and drums and, and then hearing Bart's questions to John and John saying, oh yeah, you know, this should be this. And just watching that whole process. Um, and then being there when um, KT was, uh, and Jeff were recording that was just so beautiful because that's how, for me, it all started was with the uh, show that KT and Jeff did. And actually even uh, getting Steven uh, Holden um, on board because a few days after I saw Jeff and KT's show, uh, I went to Mark Strug's apartment and, and Steven was there and I was just going on and on about this, this new guy that I had seen, you know, like he was my discovery. And <laughs> even Holden is just looking at me like, oh my God, you haven't read any of my reviews for the past <laughs> 30 years that are were glowing of this, this fellow. And so, yeah, I made a total fool of myself, but um, <laughs> you know, Mark, Mark and Steven even um, were, were very good to me when my husband died and um, so this whole process, um, you know, you're uh, asking what we're celebrating today. And certainly Bill, my late husband, is someone that I'm celebrating because if it weren't for Bill, I certainly wouldn't be here and wouldn't have had the privilege oh, of watching bless. this. Wow. God bless him. God bless, bless Bill. Um, John Weber, give an example of the, speaking of Sondheim and words, Give an example of the right words at the right time in your career. Hmm. Well, I don't know if this is directly answering the question, but the, I remember the first time I was ever blown away by something Stephen Sondheim said, I was listening to an interview in which the he was asked, can you rhyme any word? Like what? Silver. He said, attempting to rhyme silver or any rhymeless rhyme requires that you have the will, verbosity, and time. Off the, I, thought, I wouldn't have thought of that. In <laughs> years, that was, I, thought, I want to know more about him. And it whetted my curiosity about what he was. And the more I heard, the more I was, I thought, there's no end to this man's creativity. So, yeah. Was, so that was, that was enough. Just the, the fact that it was so clever and it was such a puzzle that you had to unravel. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get enough of them. That's amazing. That's great. KT, what lessons have you learned from working on this project that ha that you think you will carry through to other projects? Well, that's what I mentioned earlier. I think is the most important one is that that whole idea of pronouns. I mean, when I first started out in cabaret, it was a no-no to change pronouns. You know, to, to or, or it's sing a song that has about a she, for instance, for me to sing a song. Uh, now I, that is so liberating to be able to sing all those she songs, mm -hmm. and in uh, my show um, with, with my with the LGBT uh, community, so that we're gonna I've asked David Lamar to come and Maria Maringolo does a wonderful fifty percent mm -hmm. where she she sings she changes the pronoun to she and it works so beautifully, so she'll be on the show too. I, I this is a liberating time that we're living through and. Um, and this show coincided with that. I think we were a little ahead of the curve, actually. <laughs> Weren't we, Jeff? I think we were just a little ahead of the curve, so we made a lot of, got a lot of attention. But now it's it's very useful to everything that we'll do from here on. It's great that we can do that. I mean, and for mm -hmm. years and years and years, you were told, do no, not no. do that. No, no, no. No, no. Um, Bart, in your career, and I'm all about celebrating. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm just asking... Uh, for those out there who may be going through difficult times or anything, uh, don't give any specifics. But what was a difficult time that you went through in your career? Um, and uh, what got you through it? Uh, and I'm not asking for a specific, but uh, if there was a specific t a period in your career and whatever got you through that time in your career. 
Well, in, in 2016, I was diagnosed with cancer, um, oh. stage three, and, and um, it took a little bit of time off, obviously, for um, chemo and radiation, but then had to jump back into working pretty quickly uh, because chemo and radiation costs a lot of money. Um, and um, so that was quite difficult. And what got me through it really was just the, the generosity of of the clients and, and musicians that I was working with who um, were just so good to me at that time. Everyone that, that I worked with uh, was so understanding and uplifting. Um, and I, I couldn't have done it without um, the type of people that, that I was just lucky enough to have around me as my clients and, and of course, friends. Uh-huh. Well, we're going to give away uh, a CD, and uh, here it is, and this is how I do it. And we, uh, uh, oh, I'm going to bring this on camera so you can all see what's going on. Add to the stream. And uh, Pam Stubbs is our winner. She's constantly winning. She wins a lot, but she shows <laughs> up and she shows up. So you're our winner today. So Pam, uh, I will make sure you get the CD. And uh, Sandra is back. Uh, I know. So, so before we lose you again, Sandra, is there anything <laughs> that you want to say about this project that you want everyone, our listeners, our viewers to see before we lose you again? Actually, I, I there's so much to say. I don't really know what to say except what a, what a bouquet of incredibly gifted, really gifted. That's well. We've lost, we've lost her again. <laughs> we, we lost her again. Lost again. Um, I am gonna. Uh, we're each of you are gonna give a get a chance to say your final word today. Um, and it can be about anything that we talked about today that you want to build upon, anything that we didn't talk about uh, that you wish that we had, or. Uh, Sandra is back for a moment. Sandra, <laughs> do you want to finish that statement? I don't know. I mean, I come and go like this for the rest of my life. It'll be okay, too. <laughs> well, uh, we love you, and I want to thank you for all that you do for all of us because you mean a lot to me, uh, and uh, I am so grateful to have you in my life. And I miss you, and I hope to see you. I know uh, if you're going to be at all of the shows, I, I will definitely be seeing you soon. <laughs> okay. disappears, Richard. So anyway, here it is. I mean, it. I know things now, uh, and it is just absolutely. I mean, listening to it today, it was just uh, again. Uh, Jeff is going to get tired of me saying this because it doesn't stop here. I'm going to be saying it everywhere. So, and Jeff, I want to talk to you and Shauna uh, because all next month I'm devoting the month to Judy Garland's 100th birthday. And I'd love to have you two on the show to talk about your show. Oh, wouldn't that be fun? So come and let's talk about that if you can. So anyway, I was going to say you all have a chance to have your final word about anything that we talked about today that you want to build upon, anything that we didn't talk about that you wish that we had, or just any final word. Um, I want to end today uh, by saying uh, in life, uh, whether it be on stage, off stage, with each other, it's all about self-discipline. It's about committing to the project. It's about saying, this is a dream and I'm gonna make it go, it's gonna come true. Uh, Jeff had a vision and look, it was even bigger than the vision that he set out uh, to have. And uh, this music, it's incredible. I can't wait for you all to hear it. And join me, I will announce it when I let you know what night I'm gonna go. I don't think I'll be able to go to the opening night uh, because I have a commitment that day. How far away is Wappinger Falls? Do you know? No, but that's where I'm going to be during the day. If I can make it back in time, I'll be there. Uh, but anyway, um, so I always end every show, and it's especially now more than ever to go out and do something nice for somebody else without expecting anything in return. Uh, I always say uh, reach out with a phone call. Go to your Facebook friends list, and the first thing that pops up, reach out with a phone call. 
not an email message, not a text message, not a private inbox message, but a phone call. And let that person know what they mean to you. Um, this is what you can do. You can either buy two CDs when they come out, one for yourself and one for your friend, or you could buy two tickets and you could take that friend to see Jeff's show at the Laurie Beachman Theater or get two plane tickets and go to the CD release in Palm Springs. Or you can buy one ticket and take me with you to Palm Springs. <laughs> one of my favorite places. What is that? <laughs> On the 17th and I'm available. Uh, so... <laughs> So take KT and be with you. Uh, I don't have plans on the 17th, do you, KT? I don't think so. I'm looking. Okay. <laughs> Great. June so anyway, I am going to leave. And uh, Judy, if you don't mind, I would like Jeff to have the final word today. Sure, no problem. So, no, oh. this is, no, this is what I'm going to do. So uh, I'm going to start with Bart. And then uh, uh, we'll turn it over to Ron. And then John, KT, Judy, and then Jeff. So I'm going to leave, and uh, Bart, you've got the final word uh, uh, now. So uh, thank you, everybody. And I will see you uh, tomorrow at my Friday wrap-up show at 5 o'clock. And Judy and I will be talking. I'll see you. Thank you. Sounds uh, nice. Bart, it's yours. Well, thank you, Richard and Judy, for having me. Uh, this has been a blast. And um I just wanted to say I'm so grateful to have have been on this project, a part of this project, and uh, having developed the friendships that I often develop when I'm first co-working with people, and then uh, I get to call these people my friends, and I'm so grateful for that. Thank you, Mark. Am I next? Or? Yeah, we're on your oh. <laughs> okay. uh, Well, since the, the phrase is self-discipline, um, sometimes when you have self-discipline, if you don't have the, the talent or the personality, which I did not have to perform, uh, fortunately, I did have the self-discipline to go out and get a different job, which I'm so grateful to have done because that then enabled me to enjoy the presence of these people who do have the talent and the personalities that has have just been a joy to work with so i'm very grateful to you all and um thank you thank you ron thank you ron john uh, richard and dr judy thank you for having all of us on today it's been an incredible pleasure ron jeff kt bart Tommy, everybody, I can't believe your skill, your your vision, your and your patience with me uh, throughout this project. So you just really made a beautiful statement that's going to be be around for a long time, and I'm I'm so grateful to be part of it. Thank you, John. KT. Yes, I'd like to thank someone who always believed in this project. I mean, uh, Ron has his Bill. I had my Steve. He loved this show so much, Jeff. I saw all the shows, parts one, two, and three. Everyone didn't miss one. I had a party up here after everyone, right here in 40D. So that will not happen again. So I want to thanks for the memory to my Steve. Thank you, Katie. Uh, and now, now for me? No, I'm going to talk first, and then you're going to, you're going to oh. finish the show out for us, okay? okay? So I just wanted to point out that, you know, when you're stressed and you're restless or you feel like your life is meaningless, you're, no, you, you're known in what's a, a, known as an existential crisis. So, you know, if your life is consumed by what you have to do or what you should do, just stop and ask yourself what you want to do and then make sure you have time to do it. What gives you so much joy that you will just do it for the sake of doing it? Like the people we've talked to today make music just for the sake of making music. That's the creative part of the self. That's the part that trusts your own instincts and reminds you that you are the director of your own life. And the meaning of life is how we live it. Final word is up to Beautiful. you. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I guess I would just add to that and say that um, along with self-discipline is self-motivation um, in this journey 
uh, and it is a journey. It's not a destination. We get to choose who's in the car with us. And uh, I am so grateful for the people that I have chosen along my journey because the ride has been joyful. And even if I never get to some imagined destination, um, the important thing is what's happening now. The only point of power we have is this moment that we're in. And I'm just so grateful, uh, not for the things I have to do, but for the things I get to do. So thank you all for tuning in. I hope I hope you find your way to this album. Hope you listen to it. And I hope you find some of the joy uh, that I've had in creating it with all these people.